from scene one, act one. <laughs> act one, take three. Take Check. nine. Hey, Joshua. <laughs> Hi, Justin. It's episode 73. Oh, welcome pretty, back. Yes, welcome back to the Pretty Okay Gamers podcast. That's thanks, right. Thanks for sticking with us, 72 episodes. This is uh, a wild ride, as we've already said several times before. But <laughs> yeah, um, here we are, though. Welcome Here we back, are. Gentlemen and ladies and gentlefolk and everything in between. And everything in between. We're not going to mention the other stuff we were just talking about when I didn't hit record, so that's okay. Yeah. Um, the unmentionables, so right? The unmentionables. Yeah. The, uh, we can't even like add that as like extra content because it's not there. <laughs> it's physically not present anymore. <laughs> um, how have you been? Oh, my goodness gracious. Well enough. Well enough, I think is my well answer, enough. which is a terrible answer. It's almost like a fair to midland answer, which I can't stand when people say that. So I'm well. What I'm is, fine. What does I'm that fine. even mean? Sorry. Fair to midland. <laughs> fair fair to midland. I don't Yeah, it. I it's, it's I don't know. It's terrible. So I'm fine. Okay. Everything's fine. Okay. All good. good. How about you? How are you? Good, good. I was expecting or hoping for a Nintendo announcement today, but I guess we didn't get it. Or at least there was maybe we'll get a surprise over the weekend about a uh, Nintendo Direct. Why did I call it Nintendo Direct? Sound <laughs> like my f- freaking father. N- no Nintendo Direct announcement. We were supposed to. There was supposedly some hints to that happening today, um, but I guess not. So that's disappointing. Maybe you know there's still the weekend, but other than that, I've been pretty good. Still waiting on Joy Cons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds there, like fun. I, yeah, I got an update. Uh, or i guess a pseudo update um from one of the repair centers they're like oh we see that you've sent us our item and it's not hasn't been processed yet but it's been over three weeks so usually what happens in the repair centers and this is i'm like literally reading verbatim from the uh agent that sent me this back when i was chatting with them um some of the repair centers aren't even updating the statuses and just getting uh literally starting work on the object or the the joy cons because they just are so swamped and they said that you might get it in the mail unannounced <laughs> i'm like <laughs> okay that's wonderful um i'll check back on friday because they told me to check back in a week so um yeah uh, they must be slammed because no one's getting any sorts of uh uh any any sorts of uh, update for this so that's okay i guess but yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm sure everybody is sending, I, everybody's having the problem at some point, I'm sure. So yeah, they're all sending it in. Nintendo has to repair them all or send them to all a third party to repair. Maybe they use third parties sometimes because they're so swamped. Who yeah. knows? You know, who knows? But let's talk about some fun stuff. Let's uh, do some follow up, some positive things. Um, I guess we'll like we always start to, with collecting corner with a K. Do you have do you have anything to add to your collecting corner? No, no, no. I I'm handheld retro handheld corner guy. Still rocking it out. <laughs> yeah, and I'm still playing it, but it's uh that's that's my that's the solution to my retro problems. Yeah, that's not mine, unfortunately, which is probably a bad thing. But uh, it, yeah, I guess it's tweets their own. <laughs> I. So I, I th- yeah, collecting corner with a K. Yeah, collecting corner with a K. So here, wow, this is a great start. <laughs> um, uh, I b- have basically 
at one point I was hemming hawing on getting uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask for the 64 and just having it whenever I found one. But the prices, again, are inflated um, thanks to COVID-19. So thanks again uh, for inflating prices uh, because everyone's at home. Uh, but I guess the silver lining here is that when this ends, whatever that is, uh, I have a good feeling a lot of people are going to be selling games <laughs> at the end of it um, because they won't have as much time as they had before, maybe, maybe not. So I'm hoping that pr those prices go back down again as the market's flooded. But um, I decided that it was probably not a smart idea to do that because of how expensive they were and just went to town and bought both, actually all three things. I bought uh, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and Link's Awakening, uh, the Game Boy version, or is that the Game Boy Color? Game Boy Color? Yeah, it's it's the DX, so it's the yeah. DX. it's the semi Game Boy Color. Yeah, so I bought all three of those for the 3DS, uh, and I'm super excited about it because I've never finished. I know, I can't remember if I didn't finish Ocarina of Time, or if I didn't play Majora's Mask. But either way, I will be playing them now. I've always watched people play them. I never owned them for myself so um i'm excited i know it's really late but i watched uh, zelda dungeon just the other day the the group that does all like the super detailed walkthroughs they have a, a very a very detailed website full of a bunch of zelda stuff they had a an a marathon that was insane josh this is something i would dream to do uh is to literally play they were playing every zelda game for four days straight it was insane. That's awesome. Um, yeah, super awesome. Back in the, we can't do that anymore, unfortunately, because <laughs> I don't know, can't. Uh, but it was just really cool to see. But it totally sparked like watching them play Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on three D three DS. Totally made me want to get it, mainly because I really want to complete all the Zelda games. So I think that brings my total to, or. Things I still need are the first two Zeldas, so Zelda and then Zelda 2. Um, I have to get Link to the Past, but I'm not going to purchase that until the price goes down and until I have SNES. So I'll get all of them like in the original consoles, but as far as like playing-wise, I don't have those three. Um, there's a whole bunch of games. like um, A Link Between Both Worlds. Is it Both Worlds or just Link Between Worlds? Link Between Worlds. That game I thought was gonna look like garbage, but then I saw them play it and I was like, "Well, wow, that's pretty cool." Like, that's you a thought weird it was gonna concept. look like garbage? It's so good. It's like that's... the best 3DS game. Yeah, so I'm obviously stand corrected. So I will probably end up picking up that, and the prices are reasonable. I mean, it's like under twenty dollars for a new, <laughs> or at twenty dollars for a brand new copy. So yeah. um yeah, so I've been purchasing some little things here and there. Um, hoping to make a trip to grab some things that people have set aside and just trying to avoid contact at all costs. So have them leave it on the doorstep basically when I stop by, but that'll eventually happen. Um, but I did also try and sell something recently and I freaking hate eBay when you're trying to sell anything um, because that person didn't end up paying someone who had supposedly, yeah, didn't pay um at all no response nothing after four days i'm like okay i have the right to cancel this um i cancel it and then like i put something up today 
as a buy it now price because I'm like, all right, at this point, if I try and trade it in anywhere, they're going to give me below market value 100%. And it's going to be a pain in the butt to ship to somebody then to like have them ship something out. So I was like, I might as well just sell it as buy it now. At this point, I don't really care. Um, and the same person who bidded, not not the person who won, but the person below is like super pumped now because I'm sure the price was much lower than what the bidding war went to and they're messaging me back and forth. I'm like, is this still available? Oh my God. So I don't know. It's just the whole process has been really frustrating to be honest. <laughs> so gotta love eBay. Good times. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to do this. I think this is going to be the, the last straw. I'm only going to purchase things. I don't, I don't want to uh, go through this hassle ever again. It's just too much. I'd rather just do a physical, contract you know physical physical uh yeah confrontation so not confrontation that's a terrible word uh you know being like, in what person are you doing and... with games are you beating people up <laughs> doing their games? sorry i got distracted uh... um someone flushed a toilet and it made a weird noise <laughs> so yeah so that's that um but yeah that's all i have for collecting corner nothing too crazy but i'm just really pumped to play these games like super pumped i have to finish uh, soul silver before they get here so um i told you man I, it's the best way to play them i mean i, yeah. I get the collecting because having it i mean i want them in my hands at some point i have a yeah. working N n64 yeah. uh but even still even if i had it in my hands i'd be playing it on my 3ds the 3d version of the yeah re of the old games is so good so good and right. not even if you turn off the 3d which i like to use it sometimes because i have the newer 3ds so it's it actually works pretty well uh, yeah. but even without that it, it's so well done so well done yeah totally um i have a, th a feeling so i thought you beat ocarina of time have you no played? i've i've played both of them i think i've played both of them i've always watched um, people play it but gotcha. I never finished them. See, I have or... a feeling you're going to like Majora's Mask better. That's my theory. I, okay. I, my theory will be that you like Majora's Mask better. There's, okay. there's a lot of people who do like it better, which it's not wrong or, or good or bad. It's just, it's just a very different, different game. And it is awesome. It is an awesome, awesome game. But I, of course, love the Ocarina of Time original better. But that's just me. Majora's Mask yeah. is way darker and very... I'll just let you play it. <laughs> you can tell me what you think because it's awesome. Right. I will. I will have to let you know. I, I, I think the problem was watching everybody else play it and one, wanting to play Breath of the Wild too, because that game's always an easy game to go back to and you can get sucked in it. Um, I'm thinking about really starting over actually and playing through completely and just doing it from the start. Um, but yeah, I, I have my eyes, obviously, on Twilight Princess. I never played that. I never played, like, if Wind Waker was my favorite. Again, never owned it. I just watched hmm. my friend play it all the time. So that's my thing, is that I did a lot of watching my friends play uh, Zelda games because I never, for whatever reason, purchased them. So I never got to experience that. So I look so forward to So many good ones. So I know. many good ones. I didn't realize how many there were. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even the That's handheld versions so are not versions, but the handheld games are usually considered mainstream. Those are like the main games. So, so many good ones. That's good. So let's uh, jump into the games that we're playing yeah what did week. you play this week justin playing games games playing playing games because that's what we do uh i played soul silver which is no, no no difference here like the last three plus weeks i've been playing the same 
two games, unfortunately, is uh, Soul Silver and Dragon Warrior. Soul Silver, I think I'm like um, on my fourth badge, so I have plenty more to go because it's like a double game basically <laughs> for silver. Which yeah, that's is... the thing I had with Crystal. Like, I still haven't finished that game because, like you said, it's. it's like I mean, it is silver. It's 100% silver. It's just yeah. you know with the added Pokemon. So yeah, yeah, Same totally. Problem. But but it's it's still really good. I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's kind of like fun to relive going through that whole um, generation of Pokemon. But I'm. What still cracks me up is that I'm still loving Dragon Warrior. Um, it's, I, I basically have put a well over, I'd say about like 12 hours in, and then I've literally, all I've been doing is trying to level up and get specific gear so that it makes my job a whole lot easier as I go through um, the next, like, actual part of the, the camp, well, the story. And... Uh, I have a walkthrough that I'm using, obviously, because nothing is a very, nothing is straightforward in this game, <laughs> as in the sense of like the story. You need, you have to have one. I don't know how you would survive playing this game without having a walkthrough. Um, yeah, and Final Fantasy is the same way. Like, yeah, it, I it's imagine like you basically need to be a child who has the time to just walk everywhere and do everything. Yeah, it was like find my f- the guy who was creating the walkthrough is like you, you kind of have to do what you just said, but he said. Um, the one of the characters in the game tells you about this old man you're supposed to go find north but he's not north he's actually like northeast and he's the only way you can get to him is going from like below the entire map all the way up so it it doesn't tell you how to get there it just or like where technically this guy is other than he's north of us which is not north of us and where the position you're at so it's it's funny but the music is awesome and it's just cool to see um the the monsters that you see in the game um there and then if you like jump to dragon quest um 11 and things like that they're still present they're still like the main the main enemies the slimes are still there it's just cool um and gives i have a lot of respect for this franchise as we've said a hundred times over but um i i've been eyeballing unfortunately the other dragon warriors but again they're super pricey dragon warrior 3 is like 90 dollars. <laughs> yeah the actual cartridges yeah so yeah. i really contemplated that switch bundle that you showed me not too long ago um that has like dragon quest 1 2 and 3 yep. in that so i might pick that up um, because relatively the same games um give or take a couple things and they've been updated obviously so it looks like a lot of fun and hours to be wasted away playing games <laughs> From what I understand, they're 100% the same game, just graphics difference. Right, exactly. So, uh, and don't discount the iOS versions because you can tie a controller to your device, so that's always an option. Oh, yeah, totally. I forgot about that. How Have you been playing a lot recently with the controller? Because I know you're playing one of the Dragon Quests. I, I, so the Dragon Quest I've been playing most on my iPhone, actually, has been mm-hmm. 5. And I just use the touch control controls because it's convenient. Um, but with controller, it's awesome. It's seamless. And just like any game on the on iOS with a controller, it's it's perfect. It runs great. And um, yeah, it's it's awesome. Good, good, good. The weird so thing about you... the Dragon Quest games on iOS is they, I think, even on the iPad, I think they are vertical, not landscape. Interesting. So it's very strange huh. they're portrait it, rather and it's sounds... great on the phone because you can play drag the dragon quest games one-handed 
Yeah, that's what I was just saying. It's yeah. almost like they optimized it so that you can. It's perfect. That's why I actually have been playing them on the phone because you could sit there, you know, hold a baby, and you can one-handed play Dragon Quest. <laughs> it's so good. So yeah. Interesting. I never. That's kind. Of, that's super weird. I've never seen that before. Huh. Yeah, they Funky. did that even with eight, which is incredible because eight is a pretty decently graphic hog type game. It was a PS2 game, so it's. I don't know. It's it's decently resource intensive, I guess I'll say. That's the right way to say it. So yeah, it even with that game they went portrait um on the uh phone and the iPad. So pretty interesting. Hmm. Fancy that. So what have you been playing? Oh my goodness. What have I been playing, Justin? What have uh, I something been something tells me you've been playing a lot of naughty dog i have so yeah <laughs> last of us 2 put me in a naughty dog mood and just like i need more naughty dog and i started playing uncharted 1 right after last of us 2 and because i have the nathan nathan drake i think it's called nathan drake collection i bought it a while ago on my playstation 4 which is a remastered version of the first three uncharted games so okay i guess i have to go back i played uncharted 4 first that actually was the game i played first on my playstation 4 and i loved it absolutely loved it they did such a great job with it my favorite scene is the scene where you're sitting in your kitchen or no in the living room with your wife playing crash bandicoot it was awesome what and the voice acting and the acting was incredible incredible so yeah um I really loved 4, and apparently 4 is not the best game out of the series. Hmm. So I've always meant to go back and play the first three. That's why I bought the Nathan Drake collection. And after playing Last of Us, I'm like, I just need more Naughty Dog. I need more of this in my life. And so I finished The Last of Us, and then I started playing Uncharted 1, and I actually cranked through that game pretty quick and finished it. And it was good. It was a very good game. You could tell it's like the original game, though, because it's... There's not as much acting and um, voice work as there is in later games, for sure. But even still, even as little as there is, and there's a lot of it, but it's just not as much. um, It's still really well done. So even from the beginning with that game, they did a great job. And then I started two after I finished that. But something happened in between that I was not expecting. I cannot get The Last of Us out of my brain. I cannot do it. I'm not surprised, though, because I feel like the, there was so much more to that game that you experienced when you, when you played through it that you needed more. Like, you, you couldn't just, like, put it's not one of those games that you can play and then go, okay, and put it down and, and not come back to until, like, you know, three years later when you get that itch to replay something. This is a game that I feel like had enough uh, motivation or uh, was good enough for you or created that emotional connection to it that you're like, I just need to... I need to experience it again or or maybe from a different point of view because I'm sure you can play it a little differently your second time around as you could in the first one. So yeah, I feel like for sure. that wasn't as surprising. Uh, it was just a matter of time. <laughs> yeah, and <clears throat> you're right. So, of course, just like the first one, you play it and then you're like, oh, man, I could use more of this. And so, yeah. but for me, it's, again, like you said, it's a time thing. So I was like, well, I finished it and... You know, I feel like I got most out of it that I could. Yeah. I, I took my time with it. I collected everything that I could find, which was ended up not being everything, but I was okay with that. And so whatever, I was like, fine. And then I just, 
was playing Uncharted, and I'm like, I can't stop thinking about The Last of Us. I just yeah. couldn't get it out of my brain. Well, and it wasn't necessarily it. the story or anything, and I loved the story, but it was just like I wanted to be playing the combat again and like trying different things and doing different things. So anyway, this is a long way of saying that I've been playing it again on New, new Game Plus, which is interesting because on New Game Plus, they take whatever difficulty level you were at. Me, I was playing on Medium. And they give you a plus version of that difficulty. So, so it's they like give a, you medium plus. It's and like a medium. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you get more challenge and the huh. enemies are a little bit harder. And I don't know if there's less stuff. I don't think there's less oh, stuff. Oh, God. That sounds miserable. <laughs> but I think it's just that they're a little bit harder. And um, wow. yeah, so I'm pl- enjoying it again. I, I'm kind of playing it in between other things. You know, I just really, I really love the combat and the dynamic situations dynamic situations that you end up getting in that game and it's just fantastic so uh i've been playing it i can't stop thinking about it then i've been having little smatterings of dragon quest 11 which of course we keep saying over and over again and i'm sure people are sick of us saying how good that game is it is so good so well and then you were talking your little butt off about stupid ocarina of time so of course (laughs) i've been watching it on twitch which then made me grab my 3DS and start playing it again. Yeah, so here I am playing the Master infectious. Quest. I never finished the Master Quest, Justin. Gosh darn it. I don't it. know what that means. Is that oh like the hard version? Yeah, so like, I think it was the GameCube. Was it the GameCube remake or remaster? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I might be making that up. But anyway, one of the games <laughs> added in the Master Quest, which basically is the full game and then reverse. So like the full game where mm-hmm. like not reverse, the full game mirrored. So everything's on the other side of where it should be. And then like enemies do I think enemies do more damage and you take double damage and you don't do as much damage. I I know you take double damage for sure. Anyway, it's harder, but also it's it's incredible how much of that game I have memorized and have played through so many times that like having things mirrored into the other side of the game <laughs> really yeah. messes me up. So it definitely takes more time because I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I have to go to the other side. I have to the other, go to the other side. So do are you familiar with the big Goron? Do you know anything about him? No. Crickets. Yeah. So he you can buy <laughs> you can do a quest that he gives you a better sword. And uh. he's on the other side of the mountain, Joshua, the other side of the mountain. I'm like walking over to the side of the mountain going, where is he? Why is he not popping up? He, and I'm like doing searches. I'm like, oh, I'm on the master quest. He's on the other side of the mountain. Nice. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid. Anyway, love Ocarina of Time. One of the best Zelda games of all time, of course. And so I've been playing it. Um, and I want to touch on that in a minute as well, but, um, I've been watching it on Twitch too. So, and then of course the Witcher three, which now I'm almost a hundred hours into it. And I love that game in a lot of ways. It's funny because I often have talked about here how it's not like a driver for me where like, I, I feel the need to like, I have to get more of that game. Like the last of us where I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to play it tonight. You know? But then when Mm -hmm. I play it, I really enjoy it. And somebody was asking me about it at work and I found myself like strangely getting kind of into answers as I'm saying them and being like, yeah, it's like this. And then you do that. And like, it's really good. And I'm like, what am I saying? (laughs) What's happening right now? So yeah, I really like that game a lot. Like it a lot. Um, It's weird because it's not like a, it's not a driving game for me, but it is, it's, it's nice to have it there. Yeah, Yeah. It's always there. You know, it's like, it's like the meat and potatoes. I don't know. Everybody tells me that the DLC is the the reason to play that game, which is crazy because 
I mean, I'm 100 hours in, and I'm only at level 17. And you need to be level 34 to do the DLC. So, like, you have to do, what, 200 hours in order to get to the DLC, for goodness sake? That's ridiculous. Jeez. Yeah, that's a lot. I think that game kind of, like, overwhelms me because of how much there is to play. And um, while it's amazing, like, 100%, the story is just... The side quests are just amazingly put together. It's, it's like, daunting. It's something that I would have to... I feel like it's a winter game for me. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> it's I don't good. Know how to explain I it. like it. Good, like it. good, good. Um, and of course, as you play different parts of it and do different things in it, it gets more interesting, and the story does pick up eventually. So, it, I just like being in that world. It's fun. So yeah, good. that's what I've been playing. Um, nice. I guess we could move on to the next section, but yes, yes, that's what I've been playing. Well, I'm sure we'll. Uh, I can guarantee you in the next week, uh, what I will be playing will change. So that's a good thing. Um, so we can talk about other things other than Dragon Warrior, <laughs> Dragon Quest. Yeah, we're boring. Uh, we're boring. Last people. of Us. We play the same <laughs> games over and over. Sorry, sorry, people. Um, but some good news. Also, recently, we'll move into the quickly to some news topics. Uh, we had a a big game drop, and it looks gorgeous. And yeah, today it looks fantastic. Yes, today a lot of people have been putting posts and reviews out, and uh, I'm excited to eventually play it. <laughs> Not in the near future, uh, but uh, I hope I say it right. Ghost of Tsushima. 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 Ghost of Tsushima. It looks freaking amazing. It does um, look incredible. Incredible. It's funny too because it strikes me as like a samurai witcher 3 yeah <laughs> i mean there's a lot of differences between it and witcher 3 but it's you get on your horse and you go find the place you want to go to and then you go you, you know, have a do cool things. mask you seem like a rebel like a like a lost not a lost cause but you just kind of seem as this outsider yeah well you're the last samurai on ah oh, that's such a good movie you're the last samurai on the island so you are staging basically your one-man rebellion against the mongols who took it over which is incredible i love that story but um yeah it's it's neat because you are the last samurai and so you you get to choose how to approach it and this is where it gets it sounds really special to me is that and and i had kind of not followed it too closely because i didn't really know what it was other than a samurai game and i incorrectly assumed that it was just another souls game which I know Souls games are great, so I shouldn't say just another, but still, I don't need any more of those. I have a lot of those. I need to finish (laughs) one of those, please and thank you, before I get the next one, still. There's like five separate versions of (laughs) Souls games. Like, we don't need any more, please. I'm good. We even have one that's a samurai, you know? (laughs) Like, we're good. Um, But no, that's not what this game is. It's it's an action RPG or action adventure game, and it is open world, and so... There's a lot of really neat systems in it, but the the special piece is that because you're the last samurai, you get to choose how you approach every situation and every area, and that is you can choose to walk up to it as a samurai and very honorably challenge whomever's there and attack them and fight them, you know, hand-to-hand combat, blah, blah, or you can do the dishonorable act and wait till night and then become the ghost, and then you sneak in and do every little dirty trick you can find. So you get to choose between your honor or dishonor and try to basically stage your own rebellion, which is really cool. So it's a (laughs) neat game. 
Nice. That sounds like it. it sounds deep. And it is gorgeous, just like you said. Gorgeous. It, it is pretty cool. I remember. Seeing I don't know the how they're quick... doing this. This is the PlayStation Four, and I had this feeling with the Last of Us Two. Like, yeah. how are they it's doing? Like how age. are you ringing this out of these consoles? I don't understand. It's like a fine wine with age; it gets better. My goodness gracious! It, it is. It is very interesting because I, I. I feel like. Uh, xbox had the opposite effect <laughs> unless you have the xbox one x yeah and the ps2 uh, ps4 pro but yeah I, yeah it does seem pretty impressive but um eventually is this something that you'll probably purchase or you know wait down the line yeah for sure i the only reason i'm not right now is one i feel like i've been buying a lot of you know uh release games and that's just not my style and I don't feel like I have to have this game right this second. I have so many to finish already, especially in this genre. <laughs> I don't need any more open world RPG or action games. I'm good. So let me finish the the 20 other ones that I started and then I'll get to that. But uh, I think at some point I will buy it. I think I'm going to wait till it drops to like 40 or 30 bucks and then pick it up for sure. Um, the other problem I have with it is, is you know, I'm going to start this game and then Cyberpunk's going to drop and I'm going to be so excited to play that game. So I'm I'm just going to hold off for right now. I think I'll wait. It's Good. gorgeous though. It's it's calling my my name, Samurai. <laughs> Love it. And then what's this randomizer thing you have in the Yeah, top? so this w- was a f- a function of this is a function of you talking about Ocarina of Time and then me playing okay. it and then me watching it on Twitch and you watching it on Twitch and just like I just started watching it on Twitch and I'm an idiot, Justin. I'm an, a gigantic <laughs> pile of idiot. And do you know why I'm a gigantic pile of idiot? Because, because you're human. <laughs> I am human. Yeah. But that's not why. I also didn't know they made an Ocarina of Time randomizer. You probably knew this. Did you know this? What, what does that even mean? Oh though? my gosh, Justin. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. This thing. Okay. 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 Uh, let me calm down. Um, you download this, <laughs> this program. It, it's a Ocarina of Time randomizer. And the program is you plug in a ROM, uh, Ocarina of Time ROM, just any old Ocarina of Time ROM you have. And okay. it takes it and it randomizes the entire game, but in a way that you can finish it. So like it takes all the items and all the different pieces of the game and puts them all over the place in different places. And you can choose at what level you randomize. Like you can you can have the structure of the game stay the same, but maybe it just moves items. You can have rooms and hallways be moved. You can have like dungeons be moved. Like you can randomize the crap out of this game and play it endlessly. And people do this on Twitch all the time. I was like, what is happening? What game is this? <laughs> And they're like, no, you just download the randomizer and you can, you know, make any game you want or choose to play it any way you want. I'm like, what? That's interesting. That's incredible. Like it adds. Oh, my God. I love Ocarina of Time. I mean, we were just talking about it. And the fact that you can plug this game in and then make it anything (laughs) and like still have new uh, puzzles to solve and and dungeons to solve and it functions (laughs) and you can finish it. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. So I'm super excited about it. I definitely will be trying it soon and I'll let you know how that goes. Someone definitely put way too much time into creating something like that because that's very technically advanced. I feel like that's a lot of effort to to puzzle pieces together and have it work uh, pretty well. So I'm I've I've never it's heard awesome. of that. Awesome, I'm that's so impressive. impressed. You can and I mean it's you can just go with standard settings and play, but you can also <laughs> like it's like three or four tabs that you can make changes to how it plays and what happens and wow, I was I was super impressed and just shocked by it. So it's very cool. Wow, that's uh, 
it's pretty impressive um i think with not to kill the excitement but let's uh take a break before <laughs> unless you have some other things you want nope, to talk about no, pre-topic. We should, uh, I, I, I need to cool off for sure take a break <laughs> i don't think there's any other crazy news that has come through um other than i think there was one of the so there was a recent game postponement but uh, I, th- I don't think we need any debbie downers right now so uh, let's take a break and let's jump back after the break sounds good okay and we're back welcome back yes from that incredibly back. long three-day break we just had <laughs> this is actually three days in the future that's right we're coming uh, to you from the future. Put the bets on the Bears, Chicago Bears winning the Super Bowl. I don't think they're playing in three days. I no, just, they're I'm not. I'm just going to put that out there. They're definitely not. I don't think we're going to be experiencing that anytime soon, no. unfortunately. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we have a special topic, or at least I feel like it's special. Um, I have heard from, I don't think I've heard, maybe it's not from you, but from other people um and just through my time um recently with collecting uh looking up history of nintendo and a lot of the consoles that have come out and when i was young i i didn't experience the same feelings that a lot of people i guess were feeling or pointing out at the time i was young and really didn't care about specific things that I, uh people in the industry did so i didn't get that feeling but what we're going to talk about today uh is the i don't call it debate or topic of nintendo's gamecube being considered uh their one of their flop systems um so i don't i think this happens pretty much for every system but for every company but like every company seems to have like a good year bad year good good year bad year back and forth and yeah <laughs> that, just with like an asterisk we'll put an asterisk because the wii didn't really start off hot either um but i i didn't know there's this such this debate <laughs> about the gamecube being uh a, a failure in the sense um that it didn't tackle the market the same way the n64 did which obviously it didn't based off of if you just look by sheer numbers of sales um, but I don't think that's the right way to look at it. So we were going to, I figured we just kind of talk back and forth. You're probably going to give me more of a history lesson <laughs> because. Oh, I, I, yeah, probably not a history lesson, more like just my perspective at the time. Right. Yeah. So, um, I, when this, when the GameCube came out, I was still playing an N64 and, um, to me, um, it, it wasn't, to me, it was a, a new system. I had a PS2 and I had eventually did get a GameCube. And eventually I would get an Xbox 360, but at the time I, I thought it was pretty amazing. Um, I really enjoyed almost every game I played and for some reason, I guess I was just naive and didn't realize that. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's close to probably why, but how old were you when that happened? Oh, geez. Well, let's look back at the time um when it came out so gamecube officially came out for the u.s 2001 2001 so that would have been it's incredible doing my math here i think i was second or third grade yeah second no way are you kidding me no i'm (laughs) absolutely serious because 9 11 happened when i was no it might have been fourth grade hold on 
My sister is born in 2000. Yeah, I think it was third or fourth grade. Sorry. It had to be fourth grade. Elida's fourth grade. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I think it was. I think that adds a lot of context for what you're saying. Yes. I, yeah, it was I think you should grade. play that up because it's naive, but like you can't be naive when you're in third grade. <laughs> you're a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I think that's what it is. I I've some of the, my favorite games I play on. I've played on the GameCube. Super Smash Bros. Brawl is by far the best, one hundred percent, in my opinion. Um, I I believe Brawl is the GameCube. But now that I think about it, saying it, I think it's say, Melee. Is Melee? Melee. Melee sorry, one? Brawl is the uh the Wii. Wii. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Melee was my favorite because it introduced my two favorite characters. Uh, do you know who they are? I mean, they're no. they are Marth, Marth <laughs> and Roy. Wow, that was a good guess. Good job, yeah. Josh. Both of them Marth are my favorite. Marth and Roy. Ah, oh, gotcha. So they Fire Emblem. Yeah, they were awesome. Um, but yeah, I I, I can't like games countless. Metroid Prime. Um, uh, the uh, Star Wars. I can't wait for you to list all these off because it's not a very long list. <laughs> no, <laughs> screw you. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, Go on. Uh, there's the Star Wars. Uh, I can't remember what game the name of Rogue it Leader. Ro- no, not Rogue. Was it? It can't be Rogue Leader. Yeah, Rogue Leader was awesome. That was actually what sold me the GameCube. Is that the one where you get to drive around in the tanks and stuff like that? Not tanks. Um, yeah, fly sure. ships. You fly no. the X-Wing and the Th- That A-wing was definitely and... not the game then. Okay. Um, but anyways, Animal Crossing, um, Mario Kart, like like all the games that I guess I would play on N64, I played on GameCube, and I liked them all. So <laughs> you're right. I, I really didn't have a, a, a large Luigi's Mansion. That was a huge one for me. Um, that's actually a very... I've played that game probably four or five times fully through um, because I love that game. Uh, Harvest Moon. Like, I played a lot of games on the GameCube and all of them I enjoyed. I don't think I ever had a bad a game that I didn't necessarily like. Um, but, yeah, so I, I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was cool. The The colors were awesome. The controller was the best. Like, my favorite of that generation controller-wise even though 360 kind of comes in last or comes in with the dual uh, analog sticks that are the right position. <laughs> um, uh, I still thought the GameCube controller was just like iconic. It had that like clicky clunky feel that I really liked and still like, um, and look forward to playing it again. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I just, love that controller. Yeah, it's exactly. Probably my favorite. Yeah. F- but like, I really don't, I can't explain it other than I really enjoyed the GameCube and I didn't have any negative feelings towards it. Um, I thought it was pretty cool that the discs were small and this was at a time when um, I, the, you'd get like these random, those same small discs that you could put in your computer and it would be, you'd get them like in a magazine and it would be like a, a demo to a game or something like that. I just thought it was cool. So yeah. Yeah. Well, this is going mean, to be a really easy discussion and very easy answer then. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because that's why you didn't experience the same thing that a lot of people did. Um, yeah. And it's not wrong. It's correct. It was a great system in a lot of ways. It right. They missed the mark on the number of games, and it wasn't yes. very popular. But right. it was a combination of them, the choices that they made, and we can get into that in a minute, but mm-hmm. also 
they were making. This was the shift. This was the shift that happened when they decided they were going to uh, gun for a more mainstream audience and stick to the more... They weren't going to grow up with their gamers. They were going to point at a specific demographic, a more mainstream specific demographic. This was the system that was that turning point. And that was really disappointing to a lot of us. Um, we So the idea and the reason that people describe it as uh, a flop, I see, I don't call it a flop. I really won't because yeah. it wasn't, it, it still sold. People still bought it. It still had well, great clearly, games. Yeah. But it definitely didn't do as well as some previous systems. In fact, every system since the NES was on a downward um, turn. Even the SNES was sold um, much less than the a- NES did. Um, and then after that, the N64 was less, and then the GameCube was less. So it's that's why when you were talking about like companies bounce back and forth, like Nintendo didn't bounce back and forth during this time. They just were on a downward turn. So which is crazy to think um, that because N64 was such a technical. I thought it was a huge hit too. Again, it wasn't though. It wasn't because they made the choice to go not go with discs. They yeah, made they the went choice. cartridge. Yeah. yeah, they went cartridge, um, which was a big big change, and so. This followed suit with that, and that is the idea that we all, I'm saying we all as if we're all the same people, but what I'm trying to say is there was a specific demographic of people that played the Nintendo, the NES, and we loved it. But we were growing up, and Nintendo was not growing up with us. And mm. the GameCube was the the breaking point, I would say, of that. And that's why people describe it that way. Gotcha. Because that was when you had your hopes on the N64 and you're like the N64 had some good things about it and they still had things like Perfect Dark and GoldenEye which were first person shooters and still did cool things with first person shooters and yeah we were you know teenagers at the time so it was okay but then when you get to the GameCube you're like what are they doing i'm done i'm done with this i'm not doing this anymore <laughs> like yeah, right. the GameCube was okay it's 2001 the Xbox just came out it's 2001 the PlayStation 2 is out and everybody's playing Metal Gear. And here I am with Luigi's Mansion. And, uh, hey. you know, for me, I was 18 at the time. So, like, the GameCube oh, was not, like... And, and what's funny is I got the GameCube before I got the PlayStation 2 because I was a Nintendo fanboy at the time. And I yeah. wanted them to be what I wanted them to be, which was growing up with me. And they didn't. They came out with... Uh, Luigi's Mansion, which was a great game, by the way. Like you said, it was a great game. But I played it through once, and I was like, holy cow, I made a huge mistake. I just played through Luigi's Mansion, and my buddies are all playing Metal Gear 2, and I love Metal Gear. Yeah. Why didn't I buy PlayStation 2? <laughs> like I could just see their friends going, loser. Yeah, and they did. And so, and that you know, this isn't why, but then I finished Luigi's Mansion, and I'm sitting there twiddling my thumbs, and again, here we go with the same old sob story of like, you don't buy multiple games. You got the one game for the year or you got the one game for that six months and then you're sitting on your hands, you know? And so I had Luigi's Mansion and I finished it really fast because I was 18 years old and it was Luigi's Mansion. And I'm like, cool, <laughs> what do I do now? So I took my two controllers, Luigi's Mansion, my GameCube, and I turned it all into, oh, they weren't GameStop at the time. They were Land at the time. God, and I you bought, did not. I did. I sold it all for one playstation 2 with one controller and one copy of metal gear and i was happier way way happier i played metal gear metal gear solid 2 over and over and over again i loved every second of that game so i don't know it's i think that's really what it was is we nintendo had a certain fan base 
And this was the point they chose to make sure that we knew that they were going to keep renewing that specific demographic and yeah. mainstream group of people instead of growing up with us, where yeah. we were now hungry for the halos. We were hungry for the Metal Gears. Yeah, and you want to be they, a big boy. And the Final Fantasy Tens, <laughs> and we were, yeah, the big boys. And we were, we were hungry for that stuff, and, and the Counter-Strikes, and the Half-Lifes, and they weren't having any of that. And that was oh, a yeah. huge kick in the pants. Yeah, I, I, now looking at it, yeah, it does make sense. But and um, the, the I wasn't a necessarily like a specific Nintendo fan at that time. I wasn't only liking and and only playing Nintendo games or Nintendo systems and whatnot. It, I wasn't the Nintendo fanboy. I was playing PS2. I was playing Xbox. I was playing. Um, you know, I, I was playing, uh, still playing a lot of my PS1 games. Like I, I, I wasn't specifically uh, tied to a, a speci- uh, some company. Like I wasn't tied to a console. And I think that's what also, like you just kind of said, kind of added to it, is that I, it didn't bother me about the shortcomings because I didn't see any. I thought it, I looked at it more as here's an opportunity to play different types of games on a different console rather than yeah. here's a console fighting against two far superior technically statistically uh and like ingenuity wise like it, it clearly was outperformed hands down um but i think that you have to look at it as that clearly nintendo wasn't focusing on doing that and they were trying to like maybe dip their toes into a different demographic without knowing it maybe because that obviously plays into factor what happens with the Wii. Because that was them going f- head first, saying, yeah. okay, um, we really need to uh, find something else. Like We have to shift our direction to focus on a completely different market than uh, Microsoft and Sony. And not completely, but like a- enough to the point where we will get more of our people back. And that's what they did with the Wii. Um, even though it came out and people were like, what the heck is this thing? So, um, yeah. So obviously you and I have two different personal opinions, but there are some good things I think that came out of the GameCube. Um, one of them, uh, is the, those dang wave birds <laughs> that are literally, I loved those things. Yeah. Th- I mean, that was, a, it was an amazing piece um, of technology at the time. Right. So that is what I like to focus on is that th- the good thing is that kind of came out of the GameCube and the wave bird being the wireless first was that i wouldn't call it the first wireless controller no for sure not it was the first um rf yes. wireless controller there were wireless controllers before that but they were all relied on um ir yes. and they were terrible they were yes terrible. i i owned one for playstation 2 and it was god awful um it felt amazing but it never ever ever worked um but yeah so i ended up getting a wave bird silver one which totally doesn't it totally clashes with the fact that I had a the blue GameCube um and I had a blue and an orange GameCube controller now that I think about it that was weird color choices um but yeah I really loved it and you know what's crazy is that these things go for a ridiculous price now and they're still very popular and people are like oh bring back the wave bird and so which is ironic because you can get the GameCube BitBoy, is it the company that makes those basically retro replicas for the Switch Bluetooth controllers? Yeah. They make a lot of stuff. They make the um, Pocket Go, too. Yeah, that's right. So 
yeah, it's just funny how they haven't made like a design of the wave word because it's practically the just a wireless GameCube controller, but just a little better. It's a little bigger uh, and heftier. So I loved that. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, it did way with the uh, memory cards um, after the GameCube. Uh, finally, Nintendo realized they should probably move away from uh, cartridges. Thank God. But like for storage, so did everybody else. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. What else has come out of the GameCube? I didn't even know there was like a thing on the bottom you can attach to the GameCube. Yeah. For like Game Boy games and then something else. Yeah, and you could buy a um, uh, like a display to put on the top. That's insane. So. See, that's so Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't do well though. <laughs> yeah, clearly, I didn't even know that. I didn't know that they, the N64 this game. Had stuff so too. the system, the point of the system was they were trying to find their identity in a lot of ways. And and looking yeah. back on it now. At the time, it felt like they were just making a huge mistake. And I look back on it now, and they knew exactly what they were doing. And that's why the Wii was so focused and doing what yeah. it did. And, I mean, the Wii sold 101.63 million consoles versus yeah. the GameCube's 21.74 million. You know, and the greatest selling console of all time was the PlayStation 2, which was about 155 million. So, I mean, yeah. the Wii the Wii was... was laser focused on what it was doing and they tested the market with the gamecube they knew exactly what they were doing but at yeah. the time it felt like they were no. making a huge mistake and i felt yeah. kind of betrayed in a betrayed, lot of ways yeah yeah i i loved zelda and zelda was the biggest thing for me at the time um that they and, had yeah and while i the things that sold me the gamecube were eventually to go buy buy it again after i sold it back yeah. uh, eventually was metroid prime Right. And um, what was the other one? Oh, you just said it. Um, uh, Rogue Leader. I loved that game. Mm-hmm. But before that, I was like, where's Zelda? Where, where's, where's Zelda? And I remember going to a convention with friends, and we were playing some of the newer GameCube games that hadn't been released yet and were still in development, including Metroid Prime. And um, they had the demo. Okay, so they put out the, the screen demo of... Have you seen the screen demo where they had like the realistic looking Ganon and Link fighting in that room? Yes. And, and people were butthurt about it not being. Yes. That. I mm-hmm. was one of those people because that thing looked awesome. We're like, yes, finally, we're going to get like the PlayStation style of Zelda, you know, like we're going to get a new, we hadn't had one since Majora's Mask. And that was like basically them taking forever Ocarina ago. of Time and moving stuff around. Yeah. <laughs> it was all the same assets. It was all the same textures and game. It was just, they moved stuff around anyway. So, um, we were so excited. I was so excited. And then I remember them coming out with wind waker and i'm like what the hell is this so you just what is you, this you literally that was my next my next segue was that uh not segue but good things that came out of the gamecube was that you have two completely different uh zelda games on that platform you have wind waker which i feel like was testing the younger other younger kid generation like in like the whole tune leak followers now that we have that are like obsessed with tune link that was testing that demographic and then you had twilight princess which was like completely different style yep so very 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 different and what's crazy is it came out really at the very tail end of the gamecube and um also the wii at the same time so Mm -hmm. it's very strange very very strange time to put so yeah so you have that just points to me now as like as i look back that yeah for sure nintendo was 
totally know what they were doing. <laughs> they were testing the grounds. I think they were like trying to put money into, okay, we'll try it this way and we'll try it that way. Because I've never seen Twilight Princess ever. I've never even seen gameplay. Oh, really? Yeah, never. It's gorgeous. Well, then, it's gorgeous for the time. So, yeah, well, you say that, but I thought Wind Waker is freaking gorgeous because that type of art that type of art was just right up my alley as a kid and i yeah, still think it, yeah. it is uh, yeah awesome. and i think really the age difference is the the deciding factor there and what's crazy is that um it it is good looking in its own right and right. i don't i think it's i think it's cool looking i think the cartooniness of it is really fantastic i think you're right i think the graphics are actually very good especially for the time I think I was not I was not open to it when it first came out. I was like, what are you doing? You just I felt so betrayed and I felt so like they're not making games for me anymore. I have outgrown Nintendo and they're going to keep doing their thing and the Pikmin's and the whatever's and I'm just going to have to find other things. This is just not going to be for me. What's funny, though, is I came back to Wind Waker later when I rebought a GameCube and I loved that game. It's very, very good. Very, very great game. Very Zelda very very zelda um and the trickery they did with the sailing <laughs> fantastic because really they did what they've always done with zeldas where it's really just going between screens and it gets to the next screen to make you feel like it's an open world um they did that the same way with wind waker they just did it in a way that it tricks you so it really feels like a gigantic open sailing world which was really neat it's just yeah. at the time it came out i was like why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? You had this great demo of whatever the heck that thing was that it looked gorgeous. And now you're bringing this out? What's happening? So, yeah. Yeah, it, it is. It is uh, definitely a weird concept of adding the sailing thing, sailing into a, a Zelda game. <laughs> Um, which yeah, it up... wasn't the sailing as much as just like the art style the and like explosions the... and <laughs> uh, like how that you know what i'm talking about like when the explosions happen yeah like, like the like cartoony explosion stuff yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was cute it's just like it's just the style of it after seeing such a serious take and dark take on zelda with that demo it was like what is this what are they doing yeah um yeah and twilight princess ended up being what that demo was for <laughs> and it is very dark it's just that one has always felt as much as i like twilight princess it's very meh it's kind of a meh game and um from there it wasn't until breath of the wild that i was like man i love zelda again because twilight princess and skyward sword were very eh, it was all right <laughs> you know it never grabbed me the same way after that so right, i don't know yeah. that's a shame <laughs> that really is a shame um but i mean after now that we've talked about those two games um that's kind of like positive and negative about um something that gamecube brought us is there any uh, anything you can think of that game that was positive that came out of gamecube other than maybe the wii itself oh well i mean it was a positive for them because they positioned themselves yeah uh, selves to be in that demographic and to continue moving yeah. forward on that it's just they've made missteps since then it's, it's just you know that positioned them for the wii but right. there were other things on it that were great um you know Resident Evil 4 came out on the GameCube and Which everybody but me loved that game. So, yeah. Um <laughs> I remember playing uh, that for the first time like 2 years after it came out. So, what was hard though was that there were a lot of ports of games that were on other consoles and 
they were terrible. Yeah. It's kind of like you were mentioning with the Switch, and, and maybe that's why I have a different perspective on the Switch, because like the Switch ports are not that bad. Well, the just wait till ports... Crisis comes out. <laughs> yeah, well, good luck. The GameCube ports were terrible. They were so bad. Like, I remember playing, um, I'm trying to think of one, like Matrix Reloaded. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, it was I had horrendous. That. It was horrendous. And um, every game that was on a different console that got shoveled over to the GameCube, I mean, you could have made it fine. But you, it's clear that the developers did the least amount of work on purpose because, you know, they weren't going to sell too many copies on the GameCube. So right, they yeah. just shovel it over and then it's, you know, whatever it is, it is. So, yeah. I don't know. They, they had some really cool things in the GameCube and they, they hit some technical milestones for sure. And I think that was another piece to it. The other consoles that had come before it had been massive leaps in... um just ingenuity and architecture and cool ideas to them i mean the snes smashed the the nintendo with its graphics and then the n64 did the same thing but then had a uh analog stick and you they just kept innovating in ways that you were like what are they doing they're like on a different planet yeah and then the gamecube comes out and you're like okay guys um everybody's doing discs better yes and your graphics aren't as good and your controllers are weird, yeah. and yeah. you don't have that many games. Technically, you still only have one joystick. <laughs> yes. So what? What? what ex- explain to me again. Yeah. Why? And then that was the other thing too that I think we kind of glazed over is that when GameCube came out, it didn't have a lot of good launch games. It had it, the, a lot of the good games came after, like the Double Dash, Mario Kart Double Dash, didn't come out until later. Um, for sure like and all the animal crossing and zelda like all the big games like a um oh shoot what's the uh just like smash brothers and whatnot like all these games came out late after it was announced so it's like they didn't have the momentum right off the gate yeah no they didn't so you're right about that which is a shame because they repeat that i feel like with the switch but then the switch just exploded so yeah well in, in the you know it's interesting because i couldn't stand mario sunshine as you as we all know we oh, yeah. talked about that before yeah. but it came out later it like oh, yeah, the totally. mario game wasn't a mario game that came out with the game with the system it was luigi's mansion yeah. and mario it took longer to get a mario game which is so weird it was such a weird launch it's experimental so, for sure they were i don't know they they knew what they were doing in a lot of ways i feel like looking back on it but i think they missed some of the launch times probably yeah um so it's it's an interesting thing in some ways but it's it's like it was it was definitely a turning point for me especially personally not just for the industry but also personally i was like wow i really made a mistake here and i should have bought a playstation 2 because that's that would have been better that would have been way better you know it's funny too because like if you look at it this way and i i I only want to talk about the wii for a short period of time um because we're running a little long but um for me, the same feeling you have for GameCube is how I have my, towards the Wii. Um, like I, as soon oh, as for I, sure. I feel the same the way Wii, about the Wii too. Yeah, that I, it was not meant for me. It was meant for a whole other different type of players. And I, I, I played a very short amount of games on the Wii, and I stopped same. playing because there was nothing for me there. And same. now, years later, the with the Wii U, like it brought back a bunch of games that I would love to play including the the hd version of wind waker um and it's funny because 
it, the the I remember that was the first console that I played with my family, <laughs> like actually played together. And they were like, wow, this is so good. And I just remember saying, wow, this is absolute trash. Why am I playing a game where I'm playing tennis? And this is like the most exciting thing. People are like all about this. Um, but the the silver lining, again, I'm using that phrase, but it, it, it included the ability to do backwards compatibility with um, GameCube, GameCube games. GameCube games, yeah. Which had never been done. No. Apart from the handhelds had never been done for Nintendo, which I thought was really big. And the the most weird thing they did is that they they created GameCube controller inputs on the top. Yeah, they did. Like, so weird. What? That 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 in itself, looking back, makes no sense. <laughs> but it does. It's like, hey, here's an upgraded version of the GameCube. You can still play your GameCube games on here. Um, and if you pass through the HD component cables, it'll look better, kind of. Um, <laughs> well, this is also when they started porting their old games on yeah. the shop. And it's like, what are you doing? This yeah. is cool, but I, also expensive. I, yeah, I was like, I don't, I'm like, why am I paying $30 for an N64 game? Like, Well, also, not only was it expensive, but like the, the online service, they're on site. Oh, God. Their Nintendo. Their online service has always been trash, but that was the beginning of that the trash. That was the was trash. Like, you couldn't re download things. You couldn't rebuy. Yeah. You we, had to rebuy things. If you used, lost your stuff, it wouldn't save anything. It was so bad. It was we, so, so bad. We used the Wii for Netflix. <laughs> like, that was the <laughs> its main purpose because it had a wired connection, I think. Yes? No? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we had it hooked up to the box right away, and then we used that as like the legitimate. I think it had a wireless connection too, which yeah, was interesting. it did. It was yes, very, it did. very forward of them um, to do. But yeah, it was it. It, it like took it, it was, parts of. But see, that was the stage that was set by the GameCube, and then they just pushed further. And so for me, I, when the Wii U, or Wii U, oh my gosh, when the Wii came out, I was yeah. like, yeah, big surprise. Here we go. You here's know, a, here's this another. Is Nintendo. They're just Nintendo. This is Nintendo now, and so. Yeah, when Skyward Sword came out, I didn't even pay any attention to it. And yeah. it's funny because I'm saying these words. I mark. I've always marked Nintendo by the Zelda games that have come out. Like you know, yeah. and I'm like, I didn't even pay attention to Skyward Sword. And I was like, whatever, it's yeah. fine. I never played and that one either. The Wii <laughs> was. I was moved out of my parents' house. My wife and I at the time were living together, and we ended up buying one to play together and have people over and play like Mario Tennis or not yeah. Mario Tennis, just tennis. Tennis, Wii but, Tennis. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and and we had it, but it wasn't or like I didn't sit down and play the Wii. Yeah, like it was, oh, it was such a secondary console to me. There was a game that was um like it was like a Yakuza game. It was like the first shooter on the Wii. Um, red something. Red no red. No. Oh shoot. I don't remember. And yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? I think so. And it I was think I do. So difficult to play. Yeah. It, anyway. Uh, anyways, but yeah. So yeah, the GameCube. The, it was a weird time. It was a weird time, and now we look back at it, and we have this thing called the Switch, and it's it went through kind of a similar stage at the beginning when it first released, and it with the whole barely having any exclusive games or any games at all to play, uh, and being in this. Uh, interesting uh, design and setup, but look how well it's it has done and is uh, selling like literal hotcakes. So clearly, some of that test, some of the testing that you got out of the GameCube benefited Nintendo in the end. So 
Well, and, I would say some of the mistakes they made because yes. the GameCube and the Wii and the Wii U were very closed systems. And right. well, I would say the GameCube and the Wii were very closed and they, they really burned some bridges and um, it took through the Wii U to really get some people back on board. And I think they, I think this is speculation. I think they were really trying to get people back on board with the Wii U. Like, can you please just make a port or game for our Wii U other than us? Because they, the games that came out on it were few and far between other right. than Nintendo games and, you know, uh, dance, dance, whatever garbage. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it, it, it wasn't until then that they really started reforging those relationships. And I think that personally, I think that's why the switch has thrived the way it has, because it's a handheld you take with you. It's a full console, but it has the third party support yeah. and that's always been their struggle and they part partly their own fault. And I think their own fault from things like the GameCube and the Wii yeah. um, where they didn't yeah. have much of that at all. So, yeah, well, and, and partly their own fault. And I think they burned bridges, but also the Wii was so underpowered at the time. It yeah. was like, we have already passed standard definition. Just so you know, we're way past that. Yeah. Um, why are you coming out with a standard definition God. console? Now, looking back at that, just like, how did, how did we, how did they get through <laughs> that? And, and they still they weathered the storm float. through nuance, you know, nobody had ever seen it. And they hit a mainstream market. That's yeah, how that's, they decided to thrive. So exactly. it was a different tactic and it came out from the GameCube. So, yeah. So anyway, GameCube, not a flop, but more of a testing testing grounds to what would solidify nintendo's future essentially um, yeah i think if you call any system they've ever had a flop it would be the wii u that was a flop flop like the gamecube had sales they sold games i think the wii u just just flopped that was a weird time for them too and i love this this is me as a yeah speaking as a wii u aficionado i like the wii u a lot and i played um all of breath of the wild on wii u so like i i love the wii u which is not but think of <laughs> yeah but nobody likes the wii u <laughs> yeah. you can go talk to anybody else and they're like no that system sucks that was stupid what were they even thinking <laughs> so yeah nice well i think that was a good uh way to stop our topic um yeah let's jump yeah, yeah. let's jump right into off the beaten trail and let's have you go first so that i can yeah, maybe be think of for one. me we're running a little long but mine will be quick and be, mostly because i haven't played it but this is like a promise to play it and uh it's come up a couple times and now it, it again came up with me and somebody at work in a conversation this last week and um it's a game called a plague tale innocence it's something that's been interesting to me ever since i saw the first um test trailers about it and and the different um uh pictures of it it seems it seemed like a story game that was like a 3d um stealth game kind of you can call it i guess i'm totally not capturing what it is the idea is like it's during sometime in history wow josh you're doing great nice uh it's it's a historic semi-historical game where during the black plague i think it was you are a uh a young girl and you're taking your little brother and that's what makes it hard is like you you run around holding your little brother's hand and you're trying to get away from all the horrors of the plague and the war that ensues because of it and basically you have to fight to survive and make your way around all the horribleness what i understand is it gets a little bit um how do you say fantasy-esque where 
the enemies turn into more fantasy enemies and I, i'm trying to be really vague because i don't want to spoil any part of it but um i'm saying enemies and really it's very clear what happens but regardless the plague is the problem and you have to try and survive and the hard part is you're running around holding your little brother's hand so it looks really interesting it's got pretty decent marks the story is pretty supposed to be pretty good so i want to play this i've wanted to play it um i don't know how many people have heard about it so i figured i'd bring it up and that's pretty much it i will be quick too as well i have heard of the plague of tale a plague tale sorry and since that's come up on my radar a bunch of times but for me uh i'm a huge fan of the arcane studios and i fell on or came across dishonored way after it came out but uh, if you are a good a fan of assassin's creed and steampunk this is like the perfect game for you um <laughs> because that's literally what it is <laughs> it's like assassin's creed and steam and steampunk and in, in that like total genre so uh i love this game um it has a pretty good story and number two is even better um and it gives you two choices of who do you want to play uh but if you're into i'd say like it's it has a fantasy aspect to it too as well um, because you essentially have um, psychological powers and physical, Magic. and like you have like all these different special powers that you get through this specific way that I don't want to ruin it either. Um, but it is a fun, gruesome, but uh, fun, witty, gruesome, and gave me all sorts of vibes of my one of my favorite series, Bioshock. So it was nice to play that game, um, and. I think I've told you a bunch of times that you need to pick it up because it's it's worth uh, playing playing now. Um, and there's so many different ways to play because it, it, it allows you to play stealth, or you can just you know gun them up, run around shooting, um, and you don't necessarily get penalized for doing either either method, which I really appreciate. Um, and yeah, I, that's cool. And I do think, if I remember correctly, the way you take out individuals does play into the way the game ends in the sense where people see you like people start to throughout time is when they see you if they ever see you they react a specific way because of the your reputation so it's really cool it's a game that i uh, you can easily blow through probably in a couple of days um but the dlc is oh, even really? better yeah. i didn't know that it's not it's not see, a very long one it's not very long yeah i I've had it for a long time, long time. I think when you suggested it, I've had it in my library even before yeah. then. I just like, I, it's been buried in my backlog yeah. for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, they're they're really good. That studio is fantastic, and I, they are, um, hmm, they just had, uh, or they also did Prey. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. Um, so if you the new Prey, so if you played Prey and liked it, you will like the Dishonored series. It's, it's similar <laughs> in the sense of the the mechanics, um, and some hmm. maybe stolen moves. But yeah, it's 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 really good. I really enjoyed it. Good one. I definitely want to play it. So I cool. haven't bought. By the way, the Dishonored goes on sale all the time. Oh yeah, really cheap. both of them do. So. Yeah. I have had it for a long time. I just won't buy the second one until I finish the first one. So I would, that one also yeah. goes on sale all the time. <laughs> yeah. They're definitely on sale always. Um, and so is Prey. So cool. Well, if uh, nice. that is it, thanks for uh, the fun topic about GameCube and showing uh, 
our listeners how much of a difference you and I have when it comes to the, yeah. the age gap, yeah. but that's good. Um, you were in what, third grade, you said, or fourth, fourth grade? Fourth grade. It was definitely fourth grade. Now that I, I was 18, back. man. Yeah. I was 18. Yeah. But it's crazy. It's good to have those different types of uh, viewpoints on things happening like on events like this because it does paint a picture of how each generation took and it takes on gaming. So if you were to even bring my sister into this conversation, first of all, she was not technically born, but uh, <laughs> she doesn't remember any other things. I bet you she would say that she loves the Wii because if you go and look at the collection that they have at my parents' house, uh, there's like literally every Just Dance in there. So, Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. And on that oh. note, I think I'm done talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I'm done talking to you too. Sweet. So, okay. All right, bye.